Lost Mountain Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Angelo McCorse. This podcast is brought to you by Bison Star Naturals, a native-owned body care products company out of Taos, New Mexico, bringing you liquid soaps and lotion. Try out some of their sage pine lotion, just a touch, and you'll be right back up in the Rockies. Today, we're bringing you Dana Blair of Teography, and Steve, these guys have an amazing story of growing a business, as well as getting through all the struggles of life when it comes to your health, because we have part of the podcast talking about the growing of a business, which is teography that Dana Blair has been doing for the past five and a half years, and bringing us all these wonderful teas so we can enjoy them on cold days like today. Steve joined the team when they met, and they've been growing this business uh, to become a nationally known business. Everybody knows their name in the region, and you can find their stuff all over town at SIDS. Um, even if you go up into the ski valley at the Blake, you can find their stuff all over. And so it's a really great product to have, a lot of medicinal qualities that will be relaxing and beneficial to your health. But Steve has an amazing story on top of all of it getting diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and talking about his battle to be able to overcome that kind of disease which is life-threatening and a lot of people can relate to this story because he was able to use alternative methods of healing through cannabis oils and tinctures to be able to heal himself. So I thought this was a powerful story to share with people to give them some insight about some alternatives to chemotherapy and all of these really hardcore western medicines and treatments that we have for that kind of disease that just deteriorate the body rather than work with it and try to build the immune system build the body from inside so I'm really excited to see what this power couple is going to do in the near future and where we're going to be able to find their product. Hey everybody welcome to the Taos Mountain Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host Angelo McCorse and I'm happy to be here sitting at the beautiful peaceful courtyard of Teography with Dana and Steve and um, Dana is the founder of Teography and She's found herself right here at the Bond Plaza um, on Kit Carson Road, and it's a nice, beautiful corner space, uh, nice shop. I love how all the tees are lined up everywhere, and um, I like your sign out front in your courtyard that says Wi-Fi free zone, no cell phones, no smoking, and I really think that that's cool because it's nice to have a little space where you can just have some peace. Absolutely. That's what we wanted to create here. It already had this really lovely energy to this courtyard, and we have uh, our neighbors who are commercial and residential, and so we really wanted to respect their privacy and space as well and create an environment where you're not having to sit and enjoy your tea while listening to somebody talking on their phone or, you know, you're just in the moment. So that's, that's kind of what Steve and I have created here for sure. That is super cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking some awesome green tea that Steve has brewed up for me here. Um, what's the variety? You have the clouds and mist. Ooh. Shade-grown green tea. Chinese green. Nice, a Chinese green tea. I'm stoked. It doesn't have too much caffeine in it. It's going to hit the spot. I can't wait. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. And, um, yeah, I'm happy to be here talking to Steve as well. Because not only um, does this power couple um, have geography going and they've been able to grow it to what it is now, which is becoming a regional company that's spreading and soon to be nationally found, I'm sure, just because of its reach and its great quality and how you guys are passionate about growing the business. So I think that's really cool. But Steve, man, um, 
beyond geography, I know you have an incredible story yourself because you're just a guy from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who lived his life and, you know, had a family, ran some businesses. And then when you came up to Taos, you uh, found your a start with Dana. And it's a beautiful story about how you guys met at Gutiz and you snuck her a note after the second time you had to go back and see her. And, you, you know, first time you go with your kids, I'm sure you went there to sit at the bar by yourself so you could slip that note when you're not controlling those kids. But anyway, beautiful story. And Whenever something new is blossoming like that and really growing, sometimes you could get a a cloudy day or a streak of bad weather. And man, it's really incredible your story about how you were diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. (laughs) Stage four pancreatic and liver cancer. And liver cancer. That's amazing. But then how you were able to um, be able to utilize your newfound love and the support of the community and some really um, innovative research that's becoming more socially accepted with legalization of the cannabis industry nationally in certain areas. And so um, it's just amazing that you have basically guinea pigged yourself and been able to heal yourself of that pancreatic cancer by using cannabis products, CBD oils, and really doing the self-research um, that these physicians want to know about the ratios of and the strains and the dosage and the timing of all these um basically this health regimen using cannabis to be able to hear yourself. That's really an amazing story. And I know people are doing it around, but um, I'm so thankful to have ran into you and started to get to know you and um, now really have a understanding of your story because I think that's something that's so powerful that a lot of people will be able to learn from. And um, I hope throughout this podcast, we'll be able to share a few resources, um, some of your teachers, um, and also promote what came out of your experience which is now self-power organics which is you know going to be then developing products and offering a line to people that will help them with these types of illnesses which are very major life-threatening illnesses and it's just amazing you know what you got going on so yeah dana and steve man i'm so happy to have you guys in your courtyard and you know be hanging out here but just real quick let's give a shout out to geography where we're at and um I just want to, since Dana's here, we're going to do like a little combo episode. And right now I'm just going to focus on geography. I just want to know, when did you start it? What was the inspiration? Yeah, thank you. Um, So we're really excited to be here too. And uh, uh, geography started about four years ago now. And it all started because um, I was a diehard coffee freak. That's all I ever drank, really. I mean, like eight cups a day. And good or bad, I loved Waffle House coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And for health reasons, I had to stop drinking coffee. Um, And I lived in a small town in Georgia, and there just wasn't any... um, any alternatives really I mean there were no tea companies or anything the only exposure I had to tea was Lipton and it was usually iced and super sweet so um I decided if I couldn't uh find the alternative I was going to make it and so the first tea I ever created was Cafe Sans Cafe coffee without coffee um which is still like a classic of teographies it's a, a real really popular tea um and then at that time I was teaching and so teaching took me to China and when I lived in China that's when I really fell into tea and when I wasn't in the classroom I was exploring tea plantations and tea rooms and 
really educating myself in a way that I didn't realize at the time what, you know, would come from that, but just because it had become a real passion. Um, and then eventually after teaching in China, I moved to Santa Fe. And at that time, um, the former owner of the tea house in, on Canyon Road, her name was Dion Christian, and she was a master tea blender. So I really got to cut my teeth with her. I learned a lot from her. Um, and eventually, I boomeranged back and forth from Taos and New Mexico, and I decided that if I was going to start a tea company, I knew it had to be in Taos. I, I love Taos. Um, it's just one of those places that gets inside of you, and it just keeps calling you back. And I just had this real like magnetic pull that kept bringing me back to Taos, and so, and it turned out great because there's definitely a niche here. Um, when I landed back in Taos, I realized that there, you know, there isn't a lot of tea options in Taos either. And so the whole goal initially was just to improve tea service in town. And, um, and that has definitely expanded and grown. And we're really grateful to the support here in Taos for that. Yeah, <clears throat> that's super good. Everybody can gather on a nice hot cup of tea at any time. It's just like a, a casual drink, just like a beer or just mm -hmm. like a glass of wine, but it's healthier. And, um, you know, it's a uh, more widely socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was through geography and working, you know, several jobs trying to get it off the ground that I met Steve and that, I mean, we met at Gutis, which was one of my first accounts and also where I worked. And so, um, yeah. And without Steve, I don't think we would be nearly in the place that we are now. He is the backbone and my right hand man. So, wow, that's incredible. It's always cool to um, acknowledge uh, each other when you, because the more hands that are involved in a task or an endeavor, you know, the lighter the lifting, and mm -hmm. um, everybody brings their, you know, the partners they bring their strengths to the table, and that's what could really make something grow exponentially. Yeah. And that synthesis, uh, I really think that's super cool. Um, so yeah, Steve, uh, I'm. Thank you for telling us about Teography, Dana. That's really cool. And um, just real quick, why don't you throw out the address for people to come um, check oh, you sure. out? Yeah, so we're at 129 Kit Carson Road. Um, we're right before Casa Benavides on the left, tucked into a little courtyard here called Bond Court. All right. Yeah, you guys come down, grab a cup of tea, come eat Dana, come eat Steve if they're around, um, which mix and blends or, you know, finishing up the interior of the shop steve's has uh, a lot of uh he's like sounds like a super to me he sounds like he can do carpentry and you know um all the things that a, a man learns to do in new mexico and you <laughs> deal with uh um, your own home old homes you know even just being able to do some projects on a rental to get your rent cut down a little bit it all helps knowing that stuff so super cool why don't you tell us about you steve what, what's what's happening man um I know that you're really getting involved in putting your ideas into a physical form um, with the self-powered organics. Yeah, self-powered organics. Thanks. Uh, I really am grateful for this opportunity to use this platform to, to spread the news on some very exciting stuff that's happening and not just geography realm, but in my realm as well. Like you mentioned, the company that I'm starting now is called Self Powered Organics. And the premise behind the company is creating a very uh, responsible and uh, safe 
platform for people to share cannabis knowledge. Um, as a consultant to people who are curious to how I was able to uh, conquer my illness, um, I help people learn proper dosage, learn proper strain selection, different things about the cannabis plant that uh, we weren't allowed to know up until maybe 10 years ago. Um, a lot of this research has been done in other parts of the world and they're making wonderful strides for uh, therapies that um, are not as evasive as what you know uh, maybe a Western medicine style regimen would look like. So it's very exciting. A lot of it is groundbreaking stuff, but it's still based in earth medicine. And earth medicine is where it all originates to begin with. All the tinctures and everything that we take now, the pharmaceutical pills at one time were derived from a plant or an animal or certain chemical reactions that happen in nature. Um, so it's really about getting back to treating our bodies with sustainable medicines and using integrative knowledge. All our community here in Taos, we're extremely fortunate to live in a place where the community cares about the ingredients that go into the food. They care about the fresh water that goes on the plants, that goes into the ingredients that go into the food. They care about everything that's connected to the earth. You know, it gives me chills to talk about Taos and the energy here that does not necessarily exist on the surface like it does here. Um, a lot of people want to be connected to the earth. They feel that uh, instinctual drive to do so, but they're not aware of how to do that. So I like to promote those ideas and that's the basis behind being self-powered is that sometimes you have to you have to take personal accountability to, to make changes in your life that uh, create positive outcomes. You know, a lot of us in this society, in this country, like to say, well, somebody should fix that problem. Somebody should do something about that. And this company is about, well, that person is me. And healthcare is the paramount example is if we can learn how to heal ourselves at home you know maybe we can fix a lot of this other garbage that we got to deal with out in the world so that's what it's really about that's a beautiful mission and uh beautiful because i think the alternative to that is our modern medicine like we had just discussed you know chemotherapy that just totally deteriorates your body trying to deteriorate those tumors or those cancerous cells not only are you attacking those cells you're attacking all the healthy parts you of your body everything. as well and then you just slowly begin to deteriorate and i've seen chemo really change people in a matter of a month you know if they go from being healthy full-fleshed you know rosy-cheeked to skinny no hair and they're looking like mm -hmm. cheekbones sunken in you know it's a really yeah. scary thing it is. <clears throat> and not only that but like i liked what you said about getting back to um or earth medicines that are in their natural form and they're not like concentrated mm -hmm. because i think that we live in a huge concentrate culture where like you know america we want to have the strongest alcohol or like the strongest prescription medicines or we want to mm -hmm. isolate chemicals to be able to treat certain things without considering the holistic healing right. you know properties of whatever we're concentrating and whatever we're making um 
stronger you know it's just like we're just just this concentrate culture when it's good for some applications but that's not the answer and um the other one thing i wanted to comment on what you said about self-powered organics is that i love the accountability that you described that it's an individual's accountability to heal themselves mm-hmm. and when you say there should be a hospital that should be able to cure this or a doctor that should be able to tell me what to do or anybody you give that responsibility to heal yourself you like lose your power to heal yourself that's what i think personally is you lose your ability to heal yourself when you give it that responsibility to other people and that can extend to everything in life when you think about it but healing yourself is really an important thing that we all have the capability to do so i love it when you say that it's up to us and and that's what self-powered organics is all about is getting people to step up within themselves to want to heal themselves and you're giving them the tools and the knowledge and the ability to do it and i would say another piece to that is you know there's a lot of fear in in western medicine specifically it's very fear-based you know you're given this really scary diagnosis and you're working with specialists who and and I'm not to say that they don't have your best interest at heart, um, but it it's scary to look outside of the box. And I remember when Steve was first diagnosed, we were terrified, and we went the route of Steve went the route of chemo and and did that for about three months. And you it was exactly as you said, like you just see the person that you love completely like deteriorate and try to put on a brave face, but just look gray and sunken in and like they're dying um and having to watch a loved one go through that is really really hard and when steve made the choice to take um a more earth-based and more integrative approach that was a scary choice for our family without me knowing and fully understanding some of the medicine that steve was going to be um pursuing I mean and obviously I think part of that is self-advocacy and really knowing what your body is seeking and that's something that Steve really was able to do and I think that's an important piece for sure well and we talk about uh being self-powered and that's it kind of sounds like you're uh, a ship out at sea by yourself but it actually is quite the opposite is that being able to ask for help Yep. is how you become self-powered. Being able to ask your, your doctor really tough questions, put them on the spot, is how you advocate for yourself. And you find out who's really on your team. So being able to build that team, like you know, with Dana building a business to you know, conquer the tea uh, connoisseurs, you have to build a team behind your healthcare mm-hmm. and really... 100% trust that they have your best interests at heart. And if, if your gut tells you, even for a second, I don't know about this doctor or that person, then I think you should listen to that because uh, a lot of my uh, decisions were made based on gut instinct and listening to what the earth had to tell me, not necessarily what other people had to tell me. But I had to reach out to the right people to put me in contact with where I needed to be mentally to ask the earth, what kind of medicines do I need to heal this? So, you know, we'll talk about the individual uh, individual treatments that a patient needs. It's, it's very specific to each 
person. Doctors do it all day long. On the integrative side, they sit with you, they talk to you about your, the epigenetics of your life. How, what caused your illness is not, well, you got sick from a virus and now you're ill. No, it's what environment do you expose yourself to on a daily basis that's weakening your immune system. And integrative doctors, when you advocate for an integrative approach, those are the questions that they ask you that you need to be answering. Because I know my illness, without going too far into all the ins and outs of how I became ill, a lot of my illness came from my spiritual malaise and my angst and anger at the world that we live in and how I carried that anger. You know, anger is typically manifested, it manifests in your liver or your pancreas. Mm -hmm. Those diseases, if you're very angry, will manifest in your endocrine system. And sure enough, there I was. You know, tough divorce, having to be a single dad, and you know, all the life stresses that people endure. Everybody has their own. How does that affect your health? And are you willing to make those huge changes that hurt really really bad in order to make a positive change so i really love this idea of self-advocacy to figure out what works right for you and your body and not to just accept the status quo of treatments that Mm -hmm. is fed to you by usually a lot of mainstream media that's filled by corporations that are capitalistic and just out to make a dollar off of anybody and everybody through these medicines and these healing methodologies of our current western society uh, but they try to label it as the one approach fits all like anybody who i've ever heard gets cancer the first thing that they're recommended chemo you know no matter what you know or all that craziness and so i really love this idea of being taking that power within yourself to have that self-advocacy to say what else is out there what else can i see you know like you said going into chemo i'm sure i've known people who have went into chemo just like your story and then they came out saying i can't do this forever it's going to kill me and so then they advocate for themselves look for alternative integrative medicine practitioners and then they get their answers they're seeking for and they're able to help them i had a um a mentor of mine she was a teacher she was actually able to beat her breast cancer by eating religiously a grapefruit seed extract yeah. mm-hmm. you know and like it just totally <clears throat> healed her and now she's doing better and like she just has that as a part of her regular diet and now she hasn't had a remission or anything in the last 15 years since yeah. i heard and this was 15 years ago when just an alternative doctor told her you know what this is what you just need to integrate into your diet and it yeah. should be able to help you <clears throat> and so it's amazing when you advocate for yourself like you're saying to just don't take the answer that's popular answer that's given to you and to dig deep and to do the research and well, like that- you said make those hard changes because it affects everything your diet your social life your relationships like your habits your vice like everything you so it's all connected and uh this information this knowledge is nothing new it's it's stuff that our great great grandparents were using on a daily basis to keep themselves healthy you know there's a direct correlation to the industrial revolution and to to commercialized agriculture the correlation between all kinds of illnesses not just cancer 
uh, to our more processed lifestyle. Yes. You know, after the Great Depression, people still up until the 30s and 40s were gardening in their homes and their backyards. Yes. They knew the people they were getting their food from. And we kind of did ourselves a disservice after the Depression and, and really taking hook, line, and sinker all these conveniences of faster foods, MREs, TV dinners, and things that came out Packaged of the box. Meat. Packaged yeah. meat. Is it huge. was easier for our parents <laughs> to say, hey, oh my gosh, you know, my grandparents, they used to sweat over the stove all day long, this, that, and the other, but the food was real food. It was medicine. And it was medicine. That was their medicine. And now, you know, you look 50, 100 years back, that's when the heart disease really started kicking into gear. That's when lung cancers and liver disease, you name it. Now we live in this environment where we're ingesting these toxins on a daily basis, an hourly basis. And it's not to make people freak out like, oh my God, I'm surrounded by poison, but to have an awareness of it. Mm -hmm. That now we have the science and the knowledge to know better and now we can spend our money more wisely and buy from people who are uh, promoting this kind of a lifestyle, you know, like Dana with her tea, you know, no pesticides, no uh, artificial fertilizers. These things are important. That's how you stay healthy. Uh, the cannabis oils, the things that um, have to augment your daily nutritional system when you get sick are super important but the most important part is not getting sick in the first place. And we lost that. You know, our great-great-grandparents, that's, that's how they ate every day. Is this gonna make me healthy? Is this gonna give me enough energy to work in my fields? Is this gonna keep me warm? That's it was what a they worried about. It proactive, was a proactive, healthy diet. lifestyle. They were on top mm -hmm. of anything. Yeah. Whereas now we're like, oh no, the symptoms showed up. How do I cut it out of my body? And that, leads to a whole nother I mean I I've done now lots of Western medicine stuff I've done multiple surgeries I've had broken bones I've taken massive amounts of pharmaceuticals none of them have made me feel as good as I feel when I hone in my diet I have my cannabis oils and I keep my mind as clear as I can of negative thoughts that's when I feel the healthiest you know, that's when I feel homeostasis and being whole. So that's what I want to promote through my consultations with people, through anything. Uh, I'm going to go into product development when uh, there's some exciting stuff coming down in New Mexico with the hemp industry. So as soon as these things become legal and we have the proper permissions to do the research, I'm ready to hit the ground running because I was my own essentially my own guinea pig for the past three years in learning how these medicines work with diet with the proper uh, spiritual work and energy work that you have to do to make any medicine work and I'm a big believer in the best medicine you can take is the one you believe in and it's true you have to be wholeheartedly all in it to win it for these things to work uh, there is no magic bullet, like you were saying. There is no one thing that will fix all the maladies of your body. You have to pay attention and be... So I want to help people do that. I want to help them 
have a platform to uh, access knowledge, you know, that they may not be able to get at the library or any other source. Um, I want them to have an actual person that they can shake their hand and say, here's somebody I know who actually did this. Experiential knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not just an anecdotal, oh, yeah, so-and-so read a book about this guy. You know, it is an actual person that, I've you know, they it. know. I've bought it. I've done so it. Yeah. we can do it. There's a road, and like the pioneers, the trailblazers, you want to be with Yeah, I want to be a maverick, and I want to be known. I'm not ashamed of my life before. If you knew me before, I was the first to the party and the last to leave. <laughs> I loved having fun. I loved good food. I loved it all. And I'm, I'm never shied away from, uh, you know, having a really good time. Was that smart? Not all the time, because I probably did a lot of damage to my body. But now that I know better and I've been able to make a change, I can honestly say that anybody can do it because I'm not. I mean, yes, willpower and drive to live. I have two beautiful kids that are everything. Dana, my partnerships with my friends and my family, those are the reasons to stay alive. And if I have to break the rules and I have to do some things a little bit different, then I think that I'm not alone and people would want to do that. They just need help and finding uh, other people to build a community around that because it's very lonely sometimes. <clears throat> and, and like you said, I like that building a community to share knowledge that's not out in the open because of legalities. And um, speaking on that note, why don't you just tell us what's coming down the pipeline for New Mexico um, as far as cannabis or, or hemp legislation in the near yeah. future? Yeah, so as we all know, or if you've had any kind of finger on the pulse in New Mexico, we've had a very difficult governor for a while who's blocked a lot, of, a lot of legislation that could have put us way ahead of the curve back when Colorado was um, really having their heyday with it. Well, now the legislature is ready. They're ready to move forward with uh, hemp legalization in New Mexico. And we already have medical for cannabis, which is fantastic. I'm very glad to be a card holder. And uh, it was essential to getting access to medicine I needed to heal. So I'm going to be on the forefront working with companies, professional uh, industry professionals in Colorado um, to hopefully write comprehensive and responsible legislation for the hemp program. I'm going to get my own commercial uh, certificate to grow and produce, and that way I can put uh, clean, natural cannabis medicines on the market for everyone to buy. I mean, at, at CBD right now, you can sell nationwide. Um, there is no psychoactive uh, properties to that. So it is a, a huge industry. It's growing daily. Um, and, you know, it's also a huge part of, of healing. Uh, but it's just a start to getting us to where we can have a, a responsible recreational medical program too so that we can also incorporate the THC factor, which is essential when fighting extremely debilitating illnesses like cancer. I think that's really cool. What we talked about right before the podcast that I'm going to bring up now is the 
fact that everywhere you go, whether it's recreational dispensary in Colorado or med- medicinal dispensary, like say in New Mexico or whatever, they all sell CBD products um, and they all sell, you know, um, THC products, including flour, concentrates, whatever, what have you. But what I really appreciated that we were talking about earlier is your desire to create that education for people to know exactly what's going to help their ailments that they're going into these dispensaries looking for because everybody hears i've even i you know at farmers markets a lot a lot of texans ask me where's the cbd spot you know and they're the most like um conservative folks but they're realizing that there's like medicinal properties to this Mm -hmm. you know really taboo and um you, you know uh uh medicine which is cannabis and that's crazy um but i you know personally just think this is my opinion it's not to reflect you guys but i think that certain medicines like that were just put down and um a lot of uh negative media attention was put on them just so that way pharmaceuticals could come on the scene and really take way and so now that there's this huge cannabis industry coming through pharmaceutical companies can't necessarily stop that product development they can't stop the education that comes out once the legislation passes that blows that veil off and gets that taboo feeling of you know if you want to use your you know have your little jar of oils out at lunch out to lunch at martyrs or something to put it in your water or in your tea or in your whatever or you know it's like if you're in so much pain that you need to pop out um a joint or whatever you say of marijuana cigarette to smoke so that way you can heal your pain because that has thc elements in it you know that alleviate the extreme pain that you can get and so what i really like is where you're coming from about providing the education for the people through self-powered organics so they can know what to look for specifically and there's a resource for that instead of just kind of having to um relive the experience over and over again in all different parts of our country like you did about having to just seek out these medicines yourself and then playing with it until you find out what is really um, effective for you and um, how you can apply it to your life in a in a way that's controlled and you're getting exactly what you want there's no like side effects you know because I know sometimes with this really powerful medicines that are coming out, sometimes people consume them and they have hangovers the next day and they're just like, I'm well, never eating a brownie again, dude. I'm not going to. It's very you know. important dosage. So. <clears throat> you know, when you have a, a goal that's uh, besides relaxing at the end of the day, which cannabis is an amazing uh, product for. I mean, it, yeah. it's very benign. There is no overdose. The, the common thing for that is alcohol. People exactly. go and sedate People themselves with alcohol, themselves you know, alcohol. but cannabis is a more of a creative uh, and like more of a stimulant. Of course, it's classified as a depressant, but it really is stimulating. Yeah. It's not so depressive mm-hmm. like alcohol. So, yeah. Well, now that we've, you know, we have a lot of anecdotal uh, cases that the medical pharmaceutical industries cannot deny any longer that these uh, studies have been going on around the world showing all these cases where it's a beneficial medicine without negative side effects like overdose or uh, organ failure, things that pharmaceutical drugs cause people to have all the time. They cannot deny it any longer because the people like me popping out of the woodwork who have done it in their kitchens, in their homes, they can't no longer deny it. We're out there, we're speaking out loud. And like you said, now that the cannabis industry, they kind of let the the leash out, 
uh, with the recreational stuff and the of course people were going to discover that hey this stuff really does work but there is i will stress that it is not by just going out and smoking a joint you know there are very specific ways just like beneficial amounts of alcohol beneficial amounts of mercury copper iodine they all you all have to do it a specific very specific way with a very specific type of medicine within the cannabis uh, family uh, to achieve the results that you want depending on the ailment so a guy like me uh, has uh, uh, first-hand knowledge of what works and why whereas a medical doctor who has never been trained even on the endocannabinoid system in medical school they have no idea where the baseline starts so you do have people well, i ate a brownie and oh my god it made me feel so horrible i'll never do that again well that probably was not the place for you to start and it's important to talk to a consultant it's important to talk to somebody who has first-hand knowledge uh, on this medicine because it is a very powerful medicine as fun and recreational as it can be um, it can also be extremely potent and damaging if you use it the wrong way. So there are, you know, just like any medicine, you have to do it properly. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll just piggyback on that because the medicine that Steve uses for his cancer or the cancer that he did have um, is very, very different to the type of medicine and cannabis that I would use for anxiety and sleep. And so, and, and through a lot of experimentation too, we ha Steve has really struck upon um, and through a lot, a lot of research, how to access a lot of the health benefits that's in the cannabis plant, but unactivated. So you don't have that psychoactive property, which for me, I don't enjoy. It doesn't help my anxiety. And so he's really found something that really is truly helpful and still contains that full spectrum of cannabinoids that you need for anxiety or sleep deprivation and things like that on top of hemp and CBD. So it really is all about dosing and knowing and, and not just walking into a dispensary and having the person say, here, just, you know, here's some flour, smoke up or smoke down, you know? <laughs> so it just depends on what you need. Yeah, you're so right. And like this all really cycles back around for me to the whole self-advocacy concept we we're talking about which I really want to stress because I think that's really important to take it upon yourself to seek out alternative medicines and alternative methods to find out you know how to heal yourself because I I've also heard of um, cancer patients healing themselves solely through diet and so you know there's a lot of ways and like we we're saying you know cannabis isn't a magic bullet the CBD oils mm -hmm. is THC mm -hmm. but what it does it if it's used in a holistic manner along with other aspects of a good health regimen, such as diet, even being aware of what kind of environment you're putting yourself in every day, stress levels, relationships, you know, all these things definitely are contributing factors to a healthy lifestyle or a really unhealthy lifestyle mm -hmm. that can start deteriorating your body through cancer cells Absolutely. and all which we're, what we're talking about. So I really think that self-advocacy is huge. If you are out there listening to this and you have... Um, just been diagnosed or if you're living with cancer or if chemo is tearing you apart, it's okay to seek out alternative 
medicine and alternative methods of healing yourself because i love it how steve said the best medicine is what you believe in and i really think that's the most very important people believe in food and they heal themselves people believe in even western medicine and they get healed and they recover and bounce back but like of course with in this information age we're always given all these ideas about what's clean what's healthy you know what's organic and not only just trying to heal yourself through that way, but also integrating diet and all the healthy aspects of life, maintaining your stress levels, making sure your personal relationships are okay, even keeled. But um, lots of tea. yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Make sure that you take in your pleasures as well in healthy moderation, because definitely you got to get that time for yourself. And what makes me curious is I love the story about how you were your own guinea pig and how you healed yourself and how you were able to figure out these dosages and timings and strains and um, applications that were effective for you. I'm curious about um, with self-powered organics as you grow and as you get this research uh, out there, um, who will you be collaborating with um, to give validation to your information and research that you'll be sharing? Cool. That's a good question. It's obviously a huge issue right now because of the federal legislation that still holds this industry back. Um, But luckily on a state's level, New Mexico has been pretty progressive in passing legislation for medical. So a lot of collaboration will, believe it or not, be with the state of New Mexico for the hemp legislation because they too, they want it to progress. They want to be known as a forefront in the industry and they also want to help their farmers. We have a huge agricultural community in New Mexico that is suffering because they not all of them grow green chiles and not all of them have uh, huge, huge, and, yeah. huge plots of land. Cash crops. Right. Not all of them have cash crops. Yeah. No, yeah. so they they really are looking for something, the state, uh, the, specifically the Department of Agriculture, is looking for something that can revive the state's economy. Um, That's huge economic stimulation. Huge. The number one cash yeah. crop in the nation. Well, f- uh, flowers are, but yeah. I know hemp, too, hemp is, is second. Is yeah. Hemp is yeah. a huge producer of revenue, jobs, you name it. New industry, new tools, new manufacturing. Um, it is a boom for everybody and they can't deny that anymore. So a lot of collaboration with the state. I look to do whatever they require of me to, to stay on the up and up and to be able to share on a research level what I've done with very simple chemistry. Um, a lot of uh, the chemistry that I do uh, does not take huge reactors or complicated equipment it's mostly about time and energy and expertise and and really caring about uh, the quality of the ingredients you're putting in Um, so with self-powered organics uh, right now the next big step is i'm partnering with a company out of colorado called trax team solutions um, and they're a cannabis compliance company Uh, they've helped uh, numerous companies in Colorado get their applications approved so that they can open a a legal dispensary with well-trained employees and uh, knowledgeable staff that can actually point people in the right direction at the same time being all up and up and legitimate as far as state legal requirements. Um, We're still in gray areas with the federal government, but if we 
partner together with people like Trax, Self-Powered Organics will add legitimacy to the research. It's not just a bunch of people who want to use it recreationally, which is awesome. Recreational is an amazing thing, but that there is a whole community out there who's actually using it as medicine and that is very important that that be protected. Um, this company is all about that. So I'm excited that I'm partnering with somebody who has over 14 years in the cannabis industry in Colorado. That means that they have a lot of network and relationships with people who are actually getting the job done and spreading this knowledge and making uh, compliant companies that exude that professional persona that we all want this herb to get it's time that cannabis gets its uh, spotlight and it won't ever get to that point until conservative folks people who maybe don't know all the wonderful uses for this plant until they're on board it will not reach the light of day is kind of the way it goes um, and now that there's a lot of money involved and big pharma's hopping in on it they're seeing that these anecdotal types of things are not just rarities. They're happening all the time. And this, this beautiful plant has the, uh, the potential, not just to save people's lives, but to save industries, to save towns. If you go into Colorado, take a drive through Southern Colorado yeah. and look at the new schools, look at the new roads, look yeah. at all these beautiful health centers, community yeah. centers. It goes back to the state. And New Mexico is ready for um, a collaboration with something like that and agriculture. It's time. We could totally use that economic stimulation. That's a huge, huge motivator, a huge encouragement for New Mexico to take it up is exactly what you're saying, how we can save our economy, get the schools, the education we need for the kids, get the infrastructure in towns we need for small businesses, for residential areas get community centers, you know, create the great things that can come from that kind of industry. Yeah, I attended a meeting on Monday uh, with the heads of the Department of Agriculture out of Las Cruces there in the university. And they're assuring us they're getting the, they're sending out the rally cry. It's time to get the farmers aware that this opportunity is coming. So, and the beautiful thing about it, which I'm really proud of these directors in the Department of Agriculture, as they're actually trying as hard as they can to make it accessible to the small farmers. If you have an acre, two acres, five acres, they want you to be a part of this industry. They're making it cost effective. They're making it accessible to small farmers and they're not just gonna sell it out to the big, uh, you know, that will still remain to be seen. I'm sure there'll be big players, no doubt. There already are, but to give the opportunity to small farmers like we have in northern New Mexico. You know, most people have their land cut up in lots of different places. They may not have 500 contiguous acres to farm. They may have two, three here and there Mm -hmm. down the road. They want to encourage that sort of farming for this product. It can be done for this product. So what a beautiful thing. And it's a product that can not only heal people medicinally, but also have huge implications in the fuel industry, textile, food, Mm -hmm. you name it. It's a win-win. 
Oh, yeah. And then building the infrastructure for all those in- industries to process that kind of a product. I mean, it's just a huge snowball effect of yeah. wealth and, you know, c- growing that wealth within small communities that they can keep it in there, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's almost like godsend, you know, because I don't know of any other kind of crop that could be introduced to an area like that. I mean, it's very adaptable, you know. Uh, hemp is a very sh- resilient plant. So, you know, it, New Mexico is a perfect place for it. But um, I like where you're going with that. And one of the um, things I was curious about was what were some of the products um, that you were using? And I'm talking to where there's were these topical like salves, were these like tinctures, um, were these concentrates? And did you use them topically? Did you ingest? Did you smoke the flour, um, vaporize it? I mean, like what what were your applications um, with cannabis for your ailment? Okay. So with uh, specifically fighting tumors, um, the main regimen is a high-potency cannabis oil. Um, And I've used uh, only the full flowers. I don't use any stems or leaves. And actually got to making my own uh, tinctures. and, And they call it RSO oil, which is... A kind of a generic term for uh, an extracted hash oil, which um, it's very sticky. It's very highly concentrated um, form of the plant. Uh, it's a very basic extraction, but a, a very famous man named Rick Simpson got uh, kind of the notoriety about it because he also cured his cancer and helped a lot of other people cure their cancer by showing them how to make this oil. Um, So typically people know it as Rick Simpson oil. Hmm. But before that, RSO, centuries, (laughs) RSO, centuries and centuries ago, it was actually bottled. It was actually made all the time by people and they called it cannabin. And it was just the cannabis extract. It was nothing fancy. Everybody had it in their medicine cabinets. Um, But it is, uh, it's, an extremely high dose of THC and CBD. That was my next question. And you take it uh, numerous times a day. For a cancer regimen, you want to get about 30 milligrams per dose up to about eight times a day. Mm -hmm. And those in the know who have experimented with cannabis before know that that is a lot of cannabis. It actually can be very... um, relaxing and very uh, sedating. Yes. So when you're dealing with a cancer regimen, just like chemo or any of those other drugs, you feel very sedated. You feel very tired. Um, the beauty of the difference between a cannabis regimen and a chemo regimen is you actually have an appetite. Mm. Your body is actually healing instead of tearing itself down. And you feel, you feel and much you better. You feel great. Uh, pain is not an issue. Um, it's a... What it is encouraging is a cycle called apoptosis. It's just natural cell death. Our bodies do it all the time naturally if they're healthy. But when you have cancerous cells, they don't. They don't die. They just want to keep reproducing. They're kind of, they're rogue, you know. They don't do what other cells are supposed to do. So with these really high doses of cannabis oil, you're actually able to initiate the same kind of reaction that you're initiating with chemotherapy, 
without all of the negative uh, debilitating side effects. You know, in chemotherapy, you destroy your immune system. You absolutely wiped out all the bacteria, the flora, the fauna that make you have an immune system to begin with. They kill all that with chemo, whereas the endocannabinoid system, when given tons of cannabinoids, actually communicates with receptors in your brain and your gut to tell you how to digest food properly, to tell your body how to use the chemicals and the nutrients that are coming in to repair itself rather than tear itself down. So this is not a regimen that I recommend for everybody. The RSO regimen is very intense. It's very expensive right now that was my next because question. of the, the difficulty of getting the raw materials. I do recommend that people, if they are garden savvy, uh, grow everything yourself organically uh, because what you put in your body is very important when you're dealing with cancer. Um, you don't want pesticides. You don't want, and that's the the drawback about recreational dispensaries and and this big wave that we have of people wanting to get herb everywhere, is that if you get it at a store, unless you really know that store is on the up and up, you have no idea what was put on that plant, how mm. it was grown yeah. before it got to you to and make your tincture. And, and the cannabis industry stuff. is not like unlike any other conventional agriculture. They want to make money. So you have some growers out there that are not scrupulous, fertilizing with things that they shouldn't. So just be conscious and aware. Again, the RSO regimen is not for everybody um, because it's such a high dose, but for cancer, it works amazing. And that was the, the main oil that I ingested. You have to take it into your body uh, that had amazing results. Um, other forms of the medicine, uh, I like to vape flower uh, for immediate pain, for acute types of pain, or for emotional distress. When you want to just calm down, the vaping or smoking actually is the best way to administer it straight to your CB1 receptors in your frontal lobes. But if you're fighting serious illness and disease, you want it taken through your liver. You actually want it digested in your bloodstream. Like a systemic application. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Instead of just the mm -hmm. straight to the exactly. receptor. Okay. And then as far as people with maladies of the skin or bones, salves are amazing. Mm. A salve put on uh, psoriasis or melanomas or any kind of skin the affliction, scar scars, mm -hmm. uh, it heals them in... A matter of days not weeks it heals i mean i've seen people with psoriasis all over their hands they put a salve on and in within a week they're like oh my god i've been trying the different things for years nothing's ever worked like that did mm -hmm. so it's an it's an amazing there is an amazing beautiful history behind the plant and it's kind of it's very fascinating because it's tragic mm -hmm. there are a lot of people suffering unnecessarily because someone else wanted to make a buck in yeah. our country and if you let it go far enough it'll make you sick just learning about the history of cannabis but we also are at an information age where we can change the whole tide we can make it accessible and we can do it responsibly and we can put our best foot forward so that people see it as a great medicine mm -hmm. instead of just a party 
tool or mm-hmm. party favor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it is an amazing, amazing plant. Yeah. And so I just want to piggyback on the cannabis aspect of his regimen real quick, because there are some other aspects to his regimen. Um, but before we leave the cannabis, so one thing that when Steve also mentioned that, you know, trying to grow at home so that you really know what's going into the your medicine is something that is accessible for people who have terminal illnesses. In addition to a medical cannabis card, you can also uh, generally with really intense illnesses access a personal grow license through the state of New Mexico. And that's something that a lot of people don't know about. And so that's really important if you're able to grow your own medicine at home and making this accessible, you know, in your own home. Um, and then the other piece that I just wanted to add to this is just the watching Steve go from chemo to a whole new integrative approach. And especially with this cannabis piece, it was just incredible the, the way that his whole body transformed instead of looking like somebody who is sick he looked vibrant and healthy and could keep up with his kids and a business and I mean most people who know Steve and who would see us at the farmer's market may not even have known ever that he was battling stage four pancreatic cancer I mean he he never looked like a cancer patient And, uh, I mean, after his crazy Whipple procedure, which is a really intense and invasive surgery that takes most people at least a year to recover from, within two months, he was chopping down our Christmas tree. And, And a large part of that, too, is because, you know, when you go and do a Whipple procedure, the next recommendation from your oncologist is chemo. Following a major, major, major surgery where you're already torn apart and weakened Mm -hmm. you're going to go straight into radiation or chemo which is crazy instead of and and with diet and cannabis regimen and all of these different things that steve did to support his body i mean everything just kind of synced back up and healed so quickly yeah it's amazing uh, the uh, the profound effect that it has along with the healthy diet and the you know doing those things that that matter your body is a resilient machine it's amazing what we can put ourselves through and still come out on top when we put the work in Um, and obviously there are some cases where unfortunately people are not able to recover but for the majority of us if we just made the work happen and and really dedicate to to uh, ourselves you can do it and I've seen people in their 80s turn it around so it's not just young guys like me who you know have all the opportunities to do so it's other folks who thought that was it that there was no other way of life now are experiencing like almost a rebirth of life because of these medicines yeah. So just for the audience, at what, what, what age did you get um, your diagnosis? And then what was the timeline? How, how long did it take for you to get that diagnosis cleared? Okay. So in April of 2016, I was uh, rushed to the hospital after a night of what I thought was food poisoning. Mm. and mm. I'd been really, really sick for about 12 hours straight. It wasn't getting any better, and Dana was 
really concerned about my safety, of course, and uh, being a hard-headed uh, mestizo from New Mexico yeah. was yeah. just like, Tough no, guy. no, I don't need him. Tough fine. guy. Well, <laughs> yeah. they told me, you know, they did Architect. a bunch of tests on me, and they they said, well, you know, it's not appendicitis, it's not this, it's not that, but we're going to, and this was a Holy Cross here in Taos, so, uh, hospital and they told me you know we're gonna run this scan on you we don't know if it'll show anything up but we can't figure out what's going on with you and it doesn't really look like food poisoning either so they did the scans uh, they came back in the room much somberness to them they kind of just told me hey you know it's not appendicitis but we did find a tumor on your pancreas oh, and that's tough news you needed to see a doctor like yesterday mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know the game changes there and everybody has heard of pancreatic cancer and you know what a killer it is so uh may 23rd they had me rushed right in they biopsied me uh, like a week later they determined that it was a uh, neuroendocrine tumors um in my pancreas and they had no idea about anything in my liver at that point Oof. they my uh, surgeon was an amazing gentleman who was uh, very high ranking at the UNM Cancer Center. He told me, you know, we do these procedures all the time. It's a tumor on your liver, on your pancreas, and I can get it. Once that tumor's gone, you're cured. You don't have cancer anymore. Be it'll be amazing. You up though, right? Yeah, it'll be amazing. But it's the Whipple procedure, and this is no joke. So we decided together that that was the route I was going to take, take. And on May 23rd, they started the surgery on me and they got about three hours into it. Um, and the surgeon opened me up. He, they pull everything out of you to get to your pancreas. All your organs. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And so he started doing that. And as soon as he removed my liver, he noticed that I had tiny lesions cancerous lesions Desert. all over my liver oh no and they didn't show up in the films so he being the expert that he is was like whoa if his liver is full of tumors taking the one out on his pancreas is isn't gonna a do moot anything point because yeah. without your liver you're done yeah. your pancreas he won't be able to heal mm. from the surgery in order to heal the liver we got to do something. So they consulted other professionals, closed me back up. They said, yeah, absolutely. Abandon the surgery. Wow. They closed me back up. I was knocked out. Of course I had the good job. Yeah. Cause I was asleep the whole time. The doctor pulled Dana Gosh, across to the next trip. room and said, Hey, gain uh, has changed. Mm -hmm. uh, this is no longer just a pancreatic mm -hmm. tumor I can resect. This is stage, this is stage four. Oh my it's goodness. in his liver. We don't know where else. He maybe has X amount of time. They gave you a timeline. Wow. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they because do. they have to. They're, it's, you know, sure. that's their thing. So at that point, it was steamrolled. They steamrolled me into chemo and maybe radiation. And at that, you're just like, okay, the doctors know best. I'm yep. scared out of my mind. Yep. Um, but I always kind of knew in my heart of hearts that I was either just going to go on my own terms or, you know, I would try to figure out something besides just checking out on chemo. Mm -hmm. And, but I had to do it. I healed up 
and they put me on chemo. I did three months. Uh, it took about, it was three treatments. It took about four months total. And in that amount of time, I'd lost 45 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was mentally not all there. Dana oh. used to joke that I had the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had a lot of the symptoms, the side effects of chemo. Mm-hmm. And I had, a, I had a oncologist after three months, they do a scan on you. And the scan revealed that there was no change in my cancer. Oh, I still had all these tumors. And oh. So very frustrated. I had a, another oncologist who was supposedly a specialist in neuroendocrine tumors. She told me, well, you know, it really takes at least five months of chemo. And we want to keep you on it at least a year. Oh, my god! But gosh. we won't do it a year and a half because a year and a half you'll be dead. It'll kill yeah. you. Oh, my gosh. So I was like what's the trade-off here so i have a year of chemo and then they do the whipple procedure i'm healing a year from chemo a year from the whipple procedure but i only have three years left so you're telling me the rest of my existence on this planet is going to be pain and recovery horrible suffering suffering. so that's when i decided you know what i grew cannabis for a long time i know about all these people the anecdotal stuff of people doing miraculous things with diet and cannabis. And that's when I told Dana, I was like, I can't die this way. I don't want my kids to see me wither and die. Mm-hmm. I want them to see me fright, fight. Yes. And if I go out, I go out fighting. And so I did. I, I, um, that's when I, the universe directed me to some wonderful shamans here in town. And they did some prayers with me and we did some journeys and they gave me some great messages. They told me, you know, sit with the mother earth and do what you need to do as far as earth medicines are concerned and you'll be okay. And so that launched it all. And that was about, that was at the end of uh, 2016. Mm -hmm. And I launched into 2017, just driven. I'm gonna do this. Nobody's gonna tell me I can't. And I threw myself and I had, what, seven different books about, you know, four inches thick, tried to decipher them all, drove myself crazy. And then sure enough, when I was at my wits end, I went back to the mountain. I said, help me, I can't figure all this out. One book tells me I'm gonna kill myself if I do this. Another one tells me, no, you have to do, they're all contradictory. Sure. And sure enough, I get back from the mountain. The mountain says, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Be patient. I come back into town, and sure enough, someone comes into part of my community, comes up to me. Hey, I heard about what you're going through. You really need to call this woman. She's amazing. She's my naturopath, and she has all these great answers, you Mm -hmm. know, and she's helped. And sure enough, I go, I talk to Dr. Lily Marie Blecker, who's a you know, just out of the blue. She just started her practice here in Taos and was trained by a world-renowned naturopathic doctor out of New York named Nick Gonzalez and pancreatic enzyme therapies. And she helped me decipher all that stuff. She said, you know, she sat with me for hours. She talked with me about what's your diet, what's this, what's that, and uh, really helped me pick through a lot of that stuff. Um, I know this is going on and on about all these different wonderful things, but it is about the dosage of the cannabis is not just about taking in the cannabis. It's also about doing all the other stuff. So 
So I kind of want to emphasize that as well. Most definitely. All Um, the healthy lifestyle aspects. So, and it all comes back to needing and asking for help and wanting to do that for other people now as far as the consulting and getting people to know the right dosages because you don't want to just go out and start a naturopathic regimen, a cannabis regimen, blind. Mm-hmm. First off, the most painful part is you're going to waste your money mm-hmm. on a lot of things that don't pertain to you. Um, and then second, you can do damage. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go the other way and do damage. Some of them are really extreme. So, so the diets out what there. I would recommend for Dana, as far as a cannabis regimen, would be different than for me or for anybody else. And I really am basically trying to promote that there, that knowledge is out there. Nice. And you have to look for it. Um, there are people like me and like tracks and like, uh, you know, Rick Simpsons and Raphael Mechlam and Israel that these people have really gained a lot of knowledge through research. It's there. And anybody that tells you, if you have a Western medicine doctor tell you, oh, well, there's no evidence of that. You can tell them, well, go talk to Steve Chavez because I actually, I know somebody mm-hmm. who's done it, you know, and is promoting that out there. So. Yeah. I think that's what it takes is these stories and these experiences. And um, I really appreciate you sharing your story because that's a very intimate story about how it happened and, you know, the inspirations for you to fight and stay alive and make sure that you healed yourself as well as just that self-awareness and coming to that oh, being able to say wow none of this western medicine is working they're giving me this time to live and it's going to be suffering if i go the route they put in front of me it could have been it was like a huge you know risk and i'm sure it's very intimidating for you to say man i have to just walk away from this and seek something alternative and that's that whole self-advocacy thing you did was you gave yourself the power to seek out your own healing and you did it through your own spiritual methods and of course, like you said, you know, the universe granted you your wish to heal yourself by bringing all these people and all these things into your life. And that's a really powerful thing that I think brings a lot of people together from our community is everybody around here in Taos and in the area is really sensitive to the language of the universe and to be able to take the cues that are given to them and um, follow the paths that are put in front because it's you know i think that we live in a unique community where people do have a lot of alternative um healthy intentions and mm-hmm. that's why there's all these stories that are coming out of our community with people f- like yourself you know steve who've beaten pancreatic cancer just integrating spirituality community cannabis and your own will to heal yourself it's very you know amazing story and a lot of people have those characteristics in this community um, and before we close or anything, I just want to shout out a little bit real quick to Taos Cancer Support Services because I know today they're doing a big fundraising event that will go into this weekend. And they are an amazing organization in our community um, that help people access medicines from Taos Whole Health, who is doing more of the integrative approach. Um, they'll help you get groceries and gas cards and rides to oncology appointments and sanitation. Santa Fe and Albuquerque and therapy sessions for your family and people to come clean your home. I mean, they are just an incredible organization um, and they're all 
based off of the donations of our community. Wow. And so um, really, you know, look out for their events. They do them regularly throughout the year. Um, we do a fundraiser here at Geography 2 once a year for them just because we are so Super incredibly cool. grateful wow. to what they for what they do in our community. And then just the community at large, too. I mean, it takes a village. I know Steve has said it like a thousand times. You cannot with these intense illnesses go at it alone reach out to the people in your community it's amazing the support that is out there i mean i can't tell you how many people brought us food and contributed in turn and even like from prayers and support and words and and monetary donations that helped get us through those really hard times trying to afford all the medicines i mean it's there are people out there who who want you to be and contribute to their community as well like i mean so it's taos is amazing that way so we really um have a lot of gratitude for the people here and the people in our community and our family and our friends but anyway sorry i didn't we're supremely grateful for the community of taos and the the energy field that exists here is like no other yeah and it's you know we're so lucky to be a part of it and we like to give back. Um, this is a way for me to pay it forward. You know, we talked off the interview about uh, the legacy that you set up and uh, not being a very wealthy person. Um, I don't have the billions of dollars to set up a research facility and, and perpetuate it that way, but I sure do have the energy and the experience now to pay it forward in this way of spreading knowledge and partnering with other people who are doing it in a professional way um, so that it meets uh, a mainstream requirement that it's not this big scary demon monster like it was made out to be you know to our parents to our grandparents Um, it's very accessible and uh, being a part of the taos community has made that possible You know, there are people open to ideas here and aware they have their own knowledge of working with earth medicines and and being a part of that frequency. So so much gratitude to this place. That's cool. I love it. I love how we can all connect with those common um, values and those common experiences that we all share of just submitting to the universe and being sensitive to what it's trying to show you. And then also taking up that own personal responsibility to make sure to follow through with yeah. what's been shown and the signals and whatever. But real quick, I just wanted to ask you about self-powered organics because it seems to me that that's going to be the pillar of content for this education that we're talking about for right. being able to give out this information of how to use cannabis to alleviate certain diseases in our bodies. And um, also, I'm sure it'll be a holistic education too to have information about um, dieting options or information about um, how to manage stress levels or I'm sure because like we were talking about cannabis isn't um, the silver bullet for any kind of cancer it's like a holistic it's one aspect of a holistic holistic health regimen so um, when is um, self-powered organics going to launch is it already incorporated and are we just waiting for that legislation to pass to release like the library so to speak of information yeah i mean a lot of that uh those are factors uh self-powered organics has been in the makes uh covertly now for about a year and a half Mm because it's a research project 
And now with the information that I've acquired and the partnerships that uh, I'm putting together, we should see a launch by January. All right. Um, so these things, uh, the website now is just parked under construction. If you go to Self Powered Organics, it's uh, being built. Um, but a lot of that information is kind of tentative on legislation as well. Sure. Um, we do have to protect ourselves legally. Um, so without being prescriptive or without trying to, you know, deal with too many of the FDA kind of obstructions that they have on people gaining knowledge. <laughs> I like the way you put it. Yeah. yeah, we have to we have to be creative and timing. Um but I I consult with people. There is no ban on information. Mm-hmm. Um so people can always reach me at uh steve at self-poweredorganics.com. That's my personal email address and you're welcome to flood me with questions or concerns. And I'll do my best to answer them uh, to my uh, best of my abilities. If I don't have answers, I have a wonderful network of people who do, who answer those questions for me. And I love to share their information. They've, they've all given me a lot of uh, support and permission to, to point people in their direction as well. Cool. So it's, it's about building that community, building a network. I like to call it my uh, open space apothecary nice. for cannabis knowledge. And you can access it any time. As soon as it launches, uh, we'll do another big push. Um, but uh, you can also see my bio uh, coming up this week on Trax Team Solutions. And that's the company out of Colorado that mm-hmm. I was telling you about. Uh, so big things in the works. Um, I wish I could say it's fully functional running today, but that's how these things go. We got yeah, to take steady. time and, and do it right because um, it took about 50, 60 years for them to turn us all off this medicine. Hopefully it only takes us uh, <laughs> less than 20 yeah. <laughs> to get back on it because yeah. uh, it could alleviate a lot of suffering out there. Most definitely. That's great. And oh, I'm just so happy to have uh, caught you guys for this time. And thanks again for lunch at Taos Diner. That was really great. Shout out to the yeah. diner. That was great. Yeah. Um, but just any last closing statements or um, anything? This is kind of a free space uh, for anything, whether it's a shout out or a dream collaboration or um, even grand dreams, like what you would wish to see or well wishes, anything, anything. Well, um, always well wishes to everybody in Taos and beyond, but uh, we are looking for dedicated uh, entrepreneurs and landowners, people who love to farm. Um, With this new bill coming through, I will be sharing my knowledge with other people who want to grow hemp and the cannabis plant. And I am looking to start uh, cooperatives of people to join forces uh, and people who are dedicated to the natural process, to biodynamics and permaculture and growing natural medicines uh, to offer their land, to offer some kind of stewardship and get the ball rolling on a, on a big wave of, of a new industry. They could be at the forefront of it. So if you're interested, you have uh, agricultural land in northern New Mexico or anywhere in New Mexico, uh, feel free to contact me and maybe we can do this process together 
and really start a, a really great cooperative and keep this medicine in the hands of small farmers instead of selling it all to big pharma and, um, you know, kind of taking it their route because we all see where that goes. And if we can work together, I think that uh, it'll change the tide on a lot of things politically, not just in this industry, but uh, across the spectrum. I, I like that idea of creating a cooperative around um, hemp and cannabis growth is because um, then that can help create a, a greater level of accessibility for these medicines and knowledge and education for people as well. Because yeah. then if people and cooperatives are doing it, it's kind of a shared production. So the costs of production will go down. I'm sure there will be shared equipment and all this stuff, which then that will translate not into the pockets of the growers because they're already going to be taken care of, but mm -hmm. that'll translate into savings for the consumer to get the medicines Absolutely. that they need to heal themselves. So and local I jobs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stimulate the economy. Yeah. yeah. And th like you said, there's so much like a uh, agricultural industry that's uh, fallow or dormant because that's what New Mexico is all about, even just 30 years ago. But now with times changing in our commercial food system, kind of concentrating all the food production, it doesn't really happen that much anymore with our dependence on grocery stores and blah, blah, blah. We all know that trip. But I love that um, even just getting people to grow cannabis in a cooperative style will also foster the growth of food and vegetables in the same areas, you know? That, so it's a super cool thing. I really like those words from you. How about you, Dana? Anything to say? Um, yes, just uh, <clears throat> a couple last things. One, um, if you or someone that you know are battling cancer, we do at Teography offer um, your first one ounce of ginger spice or matcha mint free wow um because those are two teas that have really helped a lot of people that we know battling cancer whether they're going the chemo route or not with um, energy levels and nausea and various symptoms those are two really great teas for that um and then we do also offer after that a 15 percent discount to cancer patients who are coming in but it's also a great place to if you haven't um if you can't reach steve for some reason you can also come in here and and leave him a message or get grab him here um because he has a wealth of knowledge i do um, a lot of earth time which means very long hikes deep in the woods yes. so i don't always have <laughs> cell reception there earth time. it's part yeah. of the medicine but um um and then just i mean one last shout out again to this awesome awesome community to our family and friends because you just can't do it without them it's amazing it, I mean, just for your spirit alone, more than anything else, just to know that there's, you have a whole army on your side, nice. you know, to go into battle with you. And, and what, and that's true for the person who has cancer and for the family that it affects as well. I mean, just knowing that you have that community and that love is, it just Huge. really keeps that spirit super high and positive and keeps that that energy really vibrant so yeah totally and i love how um you guys embrace that um feel from the community so much and it's even more beautiful that you contribute to it as well with your business and with your goals of helping people and you know promoting self-healing and self-advocacy and then walking the walk too by leveraging your business to offer people these kind of help even though um, it does take away from your bottom line but that's not the point of it you're trying to help people you're trying to promote these healthy um, medicines out there and so I think that's very admirable super cool of you guys to be doing that and 
just overall what an amazing story i can't you know geography is only four years old you've you know been battle successfully battled pancreatic cancer over the last two years and now you're on the up and up creating self-powered organics to create this resource for people to understand the medical benefits of cannabis and how all of its applications and my favorite part is the specific applications for certain ailments that you're looking to really promote because I think that's what's going to really keep get the conservative vote to put more money and dollars towards you know the cannabis industry at whatever level it may be even if it's in just in the hemp production industry to get those non-psychoactive cannabinoids and so I think it's a really beautiful story that's blossoming and it's going to continue to bring you beauty um in everybody's life every year because this is a continual thing you know it's not like cancer is reducing at any rate it's actually probably growing and so i think that the advocacy and the education of cannabis and its medicinal um, applications is huge and i'm so happy that there's folks like you that are doing it on a grassroots level that will then eventually translate into a more mainstream totally socially accepted form of healing yourself mm-hmm. yeah the time is now it's a a great there's a great evolution i think happening in culture where we're finally getting back to the real modalities of healing and now we have all the technology to prove that they work and mm-hmm. it's not just anecdotal anymore they mm-hmm. can actually take the science apart and and prove what works and what doesn't so we're in a beautiful time i think you know with all those cycles the powerful moon cycles we had this year and the 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 things that are lining up in the universe is that we've kind of got to purge this little bit of illness we're going through right now to get to the major change but it's coming and it's exciting and i'm glad to be part of it i'm glad to sell wonderful products like with dana the tea and uh perpetuate wonderful knowledge i can be proud to be a part of that so thanks for taking interest yeah. it's amazing to have people around us who support those ideas and want to get that out there too so big props to you guys and thanks thanks a ton yeah absolutely thank you so much for approaching us and sharing this story and all the amazing work that you guys do at bison star as well i mean talking about products that are really clean and and beautiful or inside and out so yeah well thank you that's very humbling you guys and i just um really love the spirit that we all share and that we all um continue to grow together with so i hope you guys all out there enjoyed it and um definitely come by geography and come catch steve come catch dana they have a great crew in there mm-hmm. always mixing and ready to help you find exactly what you need so thanks again guys and um this was a little bit longer than our usual <laughs> episode but i really appreciate it because this is probably one of our most um potent episodes mm-hmm. yeah. um because definitely uh the medicine that's talked about in this episode can affect a lot of people's lives and even give them new perspective on it mm-hmm. because it's not just a recreational drug that hippies used to use in the 70s and you can lose your mind from smoking too much or whatever it's really a yeah. medicinal herb we're going to break down a lot of those barriers and misnomers uh you know it took a lot of time for the propaganda to to wash over everybody and now we're, we've got to repair some damage um we ought to do that responsibly and 
Um, again, I'll just send my contact yes, info perfect. out. Uh, if you want to reach me via email, it's steve at self-poweredorganics.com. And you can even reach me at my cell phone, which is 505-306-8337. And I can give you integrative cannabis advice and all kinds of wonderful advocacy tips as well. Beautiful. You heard Steve get a hold of him. He's open to it. And um, just from talking with him over the past few hours, I really feel the passion. So get at him. Thanks, guys. Thank you.